Hello fellow humans, Chris here again. So today uh, I'm doing another response video, this time uh, once again to my uh, very good friend Bo of the Fifth Column. The, uh, the last time I did a response video, it was, uh, was in regards to the uh, chaos in, in Portland and uh, specifically related to the manual and I felt compelled to respond to that because I felt that it was a sort of a call to action and at the time that I made the video, I actually, uh, the intent was to reach out to whatever small number of uh, followers and friends that I had at the time on the channel and to share on my Facebook page to share that message and uh, it, it it did do that but but even more so uh, it actually ended up reaching a lot of Bo's uh, subscribers who I know some of the people watching this now uh, found me through Bo because of that video uh, which was a cool uh, you know I guess accidental result. Uh, in the spirit of that I felt compelled to respond to a video that he just put out um, about vets, progressive vets, and how needed they are. And uh, as I've said before on this channel, for anybody who's watched me uh, for an extensive amount of time, uh, I, I am a vet. I have served my country. I don't, uh, at this time, I'm not really compelled to give too much detail. For various reasons, uh, probably in a couple years I'll be a little bit more comfortable when situations change. Um, but if you've watched my channel for a while, you may have picked up on enough hints that you might know uh, where I've served. But uh, suffice it to say for now that I have served and uh, I felt kind of compelled to respond to the video because I was... I was happy with what I heard. Uh, it's a good message. Uh, it's true that there are a lot of progressive vets and uh, they do bring a very unique uh, skill set. And uh, as Bo said in the video, you know, uh, we're not in quite an ideal time right now with the pandemic to do as much physical community outreach. But I just thought I'd throw in my two cents on a little bit of my experience uh, in the service and how that can be applied to the community at large, the outside world. Um, one of the observations that I've made uh, in my time in the military, and I've touched on this even in some of my live streams in the past, uh, it really is socialism in practice. You know, it's it's it is a community. The being on base, there's on base housing. Um, and then even, even for off-base housing, you, you get an allowance for that, so your housing, uh, there's, there's no cost to pay for where you live, medical care is covered, dental care is covered, uh, your family is well taken care of, uh, all because you're, you're getting full focus on your job, so you don't have to worry about paying a mortgage, paying medical bills. Um, it, it's great. It's, it's a good, it's, it's a good positive structure. Uh, well deserved by military members. However, I do think that uh, it needs to be extended to the country, uh, but that's another another conversation. But um, with that, it is it is very much a community based organization. It starts with basic training. You know, you can't you can't get through basic training without without the community. 
without all your fellow, uh, again, I don't want to use specific terms to, to out myself here, but uh, your classmates, let's just call it your classmates, um, you, you have to have everybody on board. And everybody has to be understanding that it's not about any one person and it's not about small um, gains or losses. It's about the big picture. It's about the, the tasks that need to be done in order for you to successfully get through this evolution. So, as I said, it starts off right right from the beginning uh, for, for, for basic training. For me, um, some of the specific incidences that I've been involved in, and uh, as I said, I, I don't I don't want to give too many specifics, but I, I can say that uh, it involves emergency management. In just emergency management in general, you will be working with contractors, you'll be working with other federal agencies, local agencies, state agencies, police, fish, wildlife, customs and border patrol, and even just civilian volunteers, some trained, some not trained. Sometimes you have to train them on the spot and sometimes you have to dismiss volunteers because they're not uh, properly trained or properly uh, PPE'd. Um, and with all that, you get a complete myriad of personalities, um, just different types of people. The one commonality through all of that is the understanding of the big picture and uh, training. I know I said, I just said that sometimes you get civilians who aren't trained, who are trying to help, and that's great. But specifically, I'm talking about the people that are supposed to be there, that are trained to be there, uh, what you'll find in emergency management is that, uh, and FEMA is another good example, I was going to say, so FEMA as well. Uh, in these agencies, uh, you have your own structure within, your rank structure, hierarchy, everything. It's very specific to the agency, whether it's a military agency, whether it's uh, DHS or customs or even if it's a contractor, civilian company, whatever it is, everybody has their own specific structure. It's going to be specific to them. Even, you know, separate military branches, you have your own rank insignia and different uh, names for the different enlisted and officer rankings, right? Those are all unique. However, when it comes to, and I, again, I'm talking about emergency management here specifically, when it comes to that, there is a very structured system in place. And what, what happens, what you'll find is that something will happen, a big emergency event will happen, and you're all thrown into the mix together. And that emergency training, that structured, specific training, again, I'm not going to use specific words, but everybody has that. And everybody is able to find a place that fits into that system based on their skill set and their training. And so what I'm, what I'm getting at here is that your rank doesn't matter, your outside job doesn't matter, your organization doesn't matter. Uh, I've been in situations where I was supervising people who outranked me. Sometimes you'll be uh, on equal footing with a contractor or private civilian, or, or a state agency. Uh, sometimes we'll be in a situation where I'm working in tandem with, with local 
police, state, emergency workers, fire department, whatever. Um, all kinds of different organizations and all kinds of different personalities, but you have that same baseline of training. So if I'm trying to bring it around to the, the real world, we don't all have training. Uh, when you're trying to build a community, when you're trying to build a network, uh, you don't have that necessarily that luxury of everybody having a certain standardized training. So how does this relate to community building? Well, I think that what I've found in my time, both in service and out, what I've found is that you'd really be surprised how much in common you really have with people that maybe you didn't think you had a lot of com a lot in common with. And this does extend to outside of the military as well. And it, it, it exceeds beyond politics. You know, it's not about politics. And I think that I think that it's it's kind of good to take a step back from politics and labels, you know, liberal, conservative, progressive, Democrat, Republican, Green Party, whatever, um, and and get back to goals and values. And I think that you'll find that a lot of us are very similar in those, even when we maybe we don't realize it. I mean, we think that these other so-called labels uh, keep us from finding common ground. Outside of military service, I have started trying to get more involved in my community here where I live. And uh, again, as I've said before, with the pandemic, it's, it's different right now. Uh, it's, it's, so it's hard to really apply some of the things that we're kind of talking about. But I, I've, I've started getting involved in some of the virtual, um, virtual community uh, assembly meetings and things like that, council members who, who are kind of gauging what the public thinks or ideas and things like that. And I found that uh, we've all come with different ideas, you know, we'll, we'll volunteer different ideas for improvements for the community, but nobody's really fighting anybody on these ideas. You know, I've brought up fixing some of the crosswalks, putting lights in more of the crosswalks. We've put some in some of the more dangerous ones, and I think that it has made an improvement. There's, there's some areas where I think it's quite dangerous, especially for kids. Uh, but then I've brought up extending more of those lights. Nobody argues with me on that. Nobody fights that idea. We all want to keep our children safe. It's a pretty fundamental, uh, fundamentally agreed upon idea. There's really a lot of issues like that. I think that finding that baseline, you know, if, if, if we're making an analogy here with the, like with the training, with the structured emergency training as your baseline, everything else kind of falls into place. As long as you have that common ground, that end game, that goal that you're looking at, um, everything else is going to fall into place and it doesn't matter what labels you call yourselves. Just like whether you're a progressive or a conservative that wanting to keep your kids safe. It's just like working in emergency management where my rank doesn't matter uh, with with you. It's, it's, it's about training. It's about qualifications. If I have the training and the qualification to be a particular position within that structure, for that evolution, I'm going to be supervising you and possibly vice versa depending on the situation. Labels go out the window when you are working on a specific um, 
evolution when you're trying to reach a common goal for the community. And I think that I think that polls are a good indicator of this too. You know, one of the things that I, I remember uh, learning about during the primary season last year was realizing how many people in this country are pro Medicare for all and pro more gun control, smart common sense gun control, uh, not not taking away everybody's guns, but smart common sense gun control. Uh, most people are actually for that. And in fact, most people uh, being uh, being polled at the exit polls when they voted in the primaries, the Democratic primaries, I mean, uh, most of the Democratic primary voters actually agreed with Bernie Sanders' policies much more than Joe Biden. But most of these same people voted for Joe Biden. And this gets into socialistic fears, fears of those labels, just thinking that Bernie Sanders wasn't electable. But I think the point here is that it's more about ideas. It's more about common goals, common ground, and what we see for ourselves in the future. And that's what you have to convince other people. You have to convince other people that you and them, you and they agree that you guys are on the same page. Um, you know, I, it, it really just is as simple as that. Uh, when you're working, again, in this uh, metaphor that we're talking about emergency management, their politics don't matter. There's, there's a job and there's an understanding of the steps that it's going to take to get that job. There's a very structured a system in place to make sure everybody's on the same page, everybody knows the mission, and everybody knows the task, and it's going to be split up based on the roles. How do you apply that to the outside world? Again, there's not one manual or structured training for life, right? There's no, there's not a system in place, so it's not a perfect comparison. Uh, but what I know is that when people have an understanding that we have a lot more in common than we have uh, indifference, I, I really truly believe that. I think that. I think that we're not as divided as the media and, unfortunately, our president uh, likes to make us think we are. Uh, that's not to say that there isn't division in this country. There absolutely is. But I don't think that the common person is all that much different from the next one on a whole. So something to keep in mind. Um, again, we're in a unique situation right now. So it's hard to apply. Some of this stuff is sort of just um, in theory right now. But I, but I, I guess I'm responding because I, 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 I like the challenge. You know, I like the, the thought of it. I like the, you know, the call to action. I guess, for lack of a better word, I don't like to use that too much as a, as a uh, stereotype, but. Um, yeah, no, it got me thinking. It really did. Um, what more can I do? Uh, and uh, yeah, I guess that's that's what, what I was thinking about. Um, so just find those people that have that common ground. I know it's kind of a cliche, but I think it's, it's one of those self-imposed hurdles. So you think, well, it's hopeless, you know, 
global warming is just something that's going to happen. We can't stop it. I think uh, indifference and apathy are really the enemies here. I think that um, when people realize that they're not alone, maybe they realize that there's still hope. So anyway, that's kind of what I was thinking about. I appreciate you uh, sticking with me this long, and I'll be talking to you all again real soon. Hope you have a great rest of your day, and don't be afraid to question the consensus.